This week on the show, we have admin of Metal Gear Speedrunners, Plywood. How's everyone's week been? Oh, busy. I've been doing all right. I've been playing some Metroid. I just beat Metroid Dread. That was, that was pretty good. Did you have a hard time shooting through the ceiling in that one room? I got through that part pretty good, yeah. Because, because they don't point it out? Yeah. Fucking... <laughs> <sighs> It's part of Metroid, man. There's <laughs> invisible blocks are part of the DNA of that game. For yeah, sure. I guess. I will say I kind of I get what David Jaffe was saying. I, I do. I do get it. I think he's not being given enough good faith here, but but it's pretty it's pretty funny. You know, I think if he came in it with a little more good faith rather than this game fucking sucks. Uh, well, he said he'd never played a Metroid game before. And that's the only thing that makes that it really acceptable. <laughs> like, the fact that he hadn't ever played one. But still, you gotta admit, right before that, there's a fucking screen that says, hey, sometimes there's shit uh, in the walls that's, like, not visible, and there's no hidden, or there's no, like, visible clue for it or anything. So you just might have to, like, shoot around every once in a while. And then that section's immediately after it, so... There's nothing he could have said that would have been respected. It's like a, a film critic going, you know what, I didn't really understand Wreck-It Ralph 2. He was, <laughs> was going to get slaughtered no matter what. You know what I don't like about Metroid Dread? It insists upon itself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Peter. Highly pedantic. <laughs> Yo, it's Apache Smash. Hey everyone, this is Days Ahead. And I'm Nitroid. You're listening to the Kojima Frequency. I mean, I don't know. Like, again, I think if he came into it with a little more good faith. Like, it, it just felt like a very... It just felt like a hot take for the sake of a hot take. A uh, little bit. I don't know. A little bit. It's it's hard to reconcile because this is the guy who, you know, was in a lot of ways single handedly responsible for God of War and Twisted Metal. Well, that was the thing is I remember being a teenager and David Jaffe was like, oh, this pseudo gaming rock star because he put out a, a God of War and it has blood and tits and. It's on PlayStation yeah, like 2. Gaming's and now, Quentin Tarantino for the time, at least. Yeah, and now, like, nowadays, like, the Zoomers see him as this, like, dude who just says shitty things on Twitter. <laughs> this bumbling Zoomer <laughs> that doesn't know how to play games. You either live long enough to, or what is it? You either die here or live long enough to be... Kratos? Yeah, everybody to be hates David on Jaffe. Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> be David Jaffe. Hey, if I was on Twitter and YouTube when I was five years old and I couldn't get past the wall jump sequence in Super Metroid, I'm sure other people would dunk on me too, so. That's the thing, like, there's always, there's, like, we've all had those moments in games where you're just sitting there like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? And, like, you just do, especially, like, I did that shit in Metroid Prime. I mean, shit, just not knowing where to oh, go. God, and yeah. just, like, that's a game that I actually did have a hard time exploring and, like, figuring out where the fuck to go, but... But the exploring was the was what was so much fun about that game. Just scanning yeah. everything like I could do. I, I did that for hours. Just like, oh, this is really cool. It tells you about like what this plant is. And like, maybe that's not the, the real appeal of the game. But God, that was so much fun for me. Yeah, the 2D just Metroids were definitely more that world in. like more about just, you know, combing that map and, you know, making yeah. sure every exit has been hit up and. And hey, I got this ability, but I remember seeing something that this ability could break back at this this sector. Yeah. So I'm going to go there. Good old backtracking. I've always wanted to see Metal Gear lean more into Metroidvania style uh, progression, let's say. I feel like Me Metal Gear Solid 1 did it like best, I think. Just, yeah. You know, just, yeah. But, but even then it wasn't the same areas. <clears throat> right. It was like a it was light, though. It was very yeah. light. The most I could say you were doing there was like C4 to get through walls mm -hmm. or having to backtrack with with card keys. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, it was it was very straightforward, very linear. I mean, how many times do you hit up the armory? Three? Uh, or more, depending. Yeah. I mean, how many people went back all the way for the Nikita? 
It does have a frequency, just not a variety, because like you said, it's just like C4 and PAL cards. But if there was yeah. more of a variety, like, hey, you can only get through this if you put an Akita through this door, like back at like the nuclear disposal facility floor one. Wait, you can't do that. Uh, <laughs> um, if you use the Nikita back at like, I don't know, the heliport, you can. I always had this theory that you could hypothetically take the PAL card and go all the way back to the bathroom and get it warmed up using the hand dryer. Uh, and people called me crazy. Can you? No, you can't. No. Oh, oh I was, I was, I was so ready to find out that you. Can. <laughs> Everybody was about to boot Edge up. Of our seats. Any percent? <laughs> Any percent hand dryer? You had us on the hook for a second. <laughs> yeah. Well, you um, just, you just, you just there and you stream, and the hand dryer's like, <laughs> just like, yeah, just wait for It'll it. Just wait for it. It's gonna turn red gonna any happen. minute. <laughs> God well, walks in like, what the fuck are you doing? Well, since we're talking about uh, percents and speed running and everything, uh, and I know this is kind of a weird segue since we didn't pre- plan on getting into this right away, but the uh, the whole modding Metal Gear Solid 2 thing going on that I'm trying to, to, to dive into, which for anybody listening who doesn't know, I've been learning how to mod certain parts of the PC version of Metal Gear Solid 2, and I'm figuring out some pretty funny stuff uh for example yeah so i gave snake all of fat man's animations and now he's just skating everywhere with that kind of speed and all those animations and he's completely unruly jet set metal gear yeah it kind of is i'm oh my god it's hilarious um and there's all these weird animations because they're not mapped to all the movements correctly. So sometimes he'll just fall down if you press the wrong button. If he's got a weapon equipped, he'll be out of control. <laughs> things like that. And just, uh, I'm learning enough of it that I'm pretty sure you could beat the game like this. So if I can get uh, Fat Man's model to replace Snake and Raiden, you could be looking at Fat Man percent runs. <laughs> I love that. We would definitely have a category extension for that. I would love to play the game as Fat Man. Yeah, Two weeks same. later, Fat Man run blindfold. <laughs> Hell yeah. I, I genuinely do not think that would be possible. <laughs> not with that attitude. It looks so like, yeah, just like haphazard the way he's moving around. <laughs> oh my God, it's the funniest thing ever. Uh, I got to try Vamp next. I'm not even sure what he would do. Jump around on Nimbly Bimbly. You know, if he's anything like um, how he is an MGO2, I'm not going to know what the fuck to do, so. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, Look, I, I just want to grind off the handrail at the tanker and jump over the crowd of soldiers <laughs> and go straight, like, 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 literally like Jet Set Radio Future and just do a boost and just blur effect, boom, fly over. Uh, I'll, I'll do that. I'll play that. Well, it's the closest we're going to get to the skateboarding mod on PC for the (laughs) skateboarding mode. It's, you know, it's 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 funny that skateboarding mode in MGS2 is actually I mean, most most people probably know this, but it's a demo for another Konami game called Evolution Skateboarding. But what that means is that it's actually a completely different engine that it's running in. That's why it takes so damn long to load. Because it's it's genuinely loading up a completely different game. (laughs) Oh, it would be nice to have that. So, you know, it's funny because I feel like if if you weren't part of this show, we like whoever hypothetically was who were you in a different universe, they'd be like, holy shit, we need to get this nitroid on here to talk about this. So I did (laughs) write up a few questions for you um, on the subject. (laughs) Um, I'm I'm so glad to be here. I feel like my thunder's being stolen a little bit here. <laughs> well, plywood, so you're now in charge. plywood, but let's actually just feature the main host. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> um, now I feel really bad, but uh, I'll get, I'll get <laughs> through this as fast as possible. Um, what was, uh, what was, what's been the biggest challenge for you so far in doing it? It's uh, like, I know you've been going back and forth with us on discord, but we really haven't gotten too into the technicals. Oh, man, the way you ask that, it's really hard not to give a direct answer to it, because a lot of this I've had to figure out on my own. Um, And I have been. Pouring through old conversations on 
uh, Discord servers and websites that were centered around modding Metal Gear Solid games. Um, and I've I've tried to ask questions, and there have been a couple of people who have been helpful. Uh, but for the most part, it's just been a lot of experimenting and figuring things out because, <sighs> to be blunt, the Metal Gear modding community is really insular and not uh, extremely open. And I and I kind of get why. I'm sure they're tired of being asked the same questions over and over. Um, but there, there is the trade an element secrets of, and shit. Yeah, yeah, there is an element of that where they don't want to share things. It's it's yeah. very counter to how MGSR is the speedrunning community with speedrunners. You you get in and they're immediately like, hey, welcome here. Are the here are the ropes we're going to show you. Here's all of the different tricks and tools you're going to be using. Like this is how like welcome to the community. And, you know, if you're serious about it, then we're going to help you. And and because it's like the whole thing, I think Apache said once, you know, all of speedrunning is, is a community effort. And Plywood, you can probably speak to that way better than I can. And I just I just want to call out that today during Apache stream, like people were coming on who were like, you know, not not the top five even, but he was there giving them advice during his own like Foxhound tuxedo run. And I feel like that's a great example of yeah, what you're a, talking about. It's a march to perfection. Like there, it's not about the bragging rights necessarily. It's about figuring out how far can we push this. Right. Would, would yeah. you guys agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> optimally. There's one, in my opinion, there's one perfect time that everyone can achieve. And ultimately, if everyone could play the game perfectly, everyone would have the exact same time. But right. it doesn't work like that. But we can only but in like principle, help each it does. other. Yeah, yeah. Like that's the that's the 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 premise. That's the theory, right? Yeah, it's it's, it's you know it's competitive when you race each other and you want to you know get the best time. But it really is about learning something new about the game and to me and that's how i've always approached mgs and metal gear solid 2 in a in a way because i want to know everything i can about these games and i want to be correct about it you know i, I want to have correct information that can be substantiated i want to know what i'm talking about if i find out i'm wrong about something then i will correct my belief on that i want to know and with the modding in particular, it's very difficult to do that because it seems like once someone figures out a secret, they're very hesitant to share it. It's uh, it's kind of like those like it reminds me of those IT forums where you're like Googling the problem and you get to the forum and the guy's like, I have this problem. Edit. I fixed the problem. Thanks, yes, everyone. And he yes, never tells yes. you what the, what the fix is. <laughs> it's a lot of that. And so I, I sort of have to glean from conversations what they're talking about and and figure things out so like there has been um it's it's been very helpful in that sense but in terms of specific steps you kind of have to to figure your way through it and uh it is very frustrating when you try to ask questions and they just meme on you well if you don't know the 10 herbs and spices and the <laughs> right. arcane spells required to enchant yeah. metal gear solid 2 pc i mean What's even the point? We don't need right. to teach you that. You have to figure that out on your own in the mountains, um, <laughs> very secluded, and then then walk down the mountains, sir. Come into our community, say the right words, and then then we'll open the door. And to be clear, speedrunning can be just like that too. Some people are very cagey about like explaining stuff or like providing information to other people it's like well i figured it out on my own so you better figure it out on your own too and it's like come on i you know that. this is this is not don't over elevate what you're doing you're playing an old video game or you're coding an old <laughs> video game and and it's not like people don't appreciate that i certainly do but if you want actually to have a community or you know just not be an asshole like you just have to just just be open a little bit more open. You don't have to, like, you know, tell everyone everything the moment they come into a server. That's that's how you yeah. kind of make people afraid. But so you have to assume good faith until proven otherwise. And that's what's so confusing to me is that they is that I don't see a lot of that in the modding community, uh, at least not for Metal Gear. Uh, 
it's it's in such stark contrast to the current state of Metal Gear speedrunning. I've been to your community. You guys are awesome. Um, I, I see. I don't want to talk trash on these guys because what they do is very impressive. Um, and it, I mean, it's honestly incredible that they can take these things apart the way they do and figure out how they work. I just wish they were more open with people who are genuinely trying to learn things. And, and again, I kind of understand like not wanting to explain the same thing over and over when you've got things you've got to do and you're tired of explaining yourself over and over. But, um, you know, there's got to be a middle ground. There's got to be make a little documentation. Bit of right. Just make documentation. That's, that's well, we're working on it. That's kind of what I'm going to do. Uh, well, there you go. You're jumping, you're jumping ahead, Plywood. That's another question. <laughs> well, I didn't get the notes. I'm just like, well, I'm trying to find solutions here. Like, well, well, how about we have like some a, I am not uh, <laughs> the most knowledgeable person in the world when it comes to reverse engineering something or figuring out how to take these things apart, but I've learned enough that I think I can come up with some kind of basic tutorial to teach people how to do some simple things like replacing models or animations or um, changing textures, things like, uh, you know, changing text in the game, things like that. So some basic level modding, I can hopefully put something out there that'll teach people how to do those basic things. Once I figure out what I'm doing, like I'm still kind of fumbling around in the dark and just poking things here and there to kind of figure out what works and what doesn't. And and I'll be honest, MGS2 is breaking a lot. Uh, you know, every other attempt, the game's crashing on me as I figure out, oh, okay, don't poke that. Right. So like it, it's still a process, but uh, and I've still got a lot I got to learn, but I'm going to tell everybody what I've figured out and I'm going to explain how to do this stuff, because I would love to see more people modding MGS2 or just Metal Gear in general. You know, <clears throat> maybe this will inspire somebody out there to uh, start, you know, who who does have the skills that I lack to start cracking things open and and sort of decentralizing that aspect of 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 these games uh in a way that'll enable more people to create new content for them i would love to see i I would love for there to be a day when like you can take mgs2 on pc and create your own vr missions Mm. or or maps or or custom models or anything like that and and like just infinite heaven for mgs2 yeah yeah really anything like that And, and and like i can see that happening even though i lack the skill to do it um and and maybe someone out there's already pulled it off and I'm talking out of my ass. You know, if the if if anyone from, you know, the the modding community wants to correct me on any of this, you know, you are welcome to come on and and you know, and chew me out. Please do. Uh because I I want to learn. And I think a lot of other people do too. So, please teach us. Can I shout someone out? Um Yeah. We have someone who is in the MGSR Discord, and their name is Wanted Thing, and they have been uh, a modder for MGS1, and they've released some really cool tools for that game, like a mm. route editor, like you can change like guard positions I saw that. and stuff. I and saw that. Like, I fe- I don't know if it's just some people are either it's insular or it's like social ineptness or what. I don't want to judge people wrongly it's just like you know the metal gear community in certain ways is really fractured and even though like speedrunning it's is its own niche i'm kind of happy like we are open and welcoming because there's so much like toxicity in this community like we've seen this year in particular with all the rumors swirling like just make more connections be a little you don't have to reveal everything but you know i got annoyed when people asked me the same damn questions over and over again about like how does ladder glitch work or how does god mode exploit work it's like just make the documentation and you don't have to go through the same rote qa stuff i know kojima uh, would want us to build bridges just (laughs) i was gonna say i i know streamers at this point who do a lot of those guide videos for other games games like dead by daylight more competitive games dead by daylight in a competitive game um but they, <laughs> they 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 do like they on their stream everywhere they say read the faq read the faq read the faq and i just feel like you know things would be a little more open if we did have that documentation i'm, I'm trying to look at the situation yeah. with the best faith like, as far as i can tell and again if someone in the community wants to correct me on this please do 
because I want to be right. I want to know what I'm talking about. But as far as I know, there is no documentation. There are there are little things here and there that you can sort of glean from like there's an MGS dev wiki that'll that'll tell you about, uh, you know, stage designations and what file types are and things like that. But there's nothing that'll really explain the context for these things in a way that's useful. You just have to sort of uh, dive in and hope to figure it out. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm good at figuring things out on my feet for the most part, but it's not easy when no one wants to really explain it in a way that's, um, you know, not wrapped in, in a lot of incomprehensible language. Have you guys ever seen the mods that they have for classic Resident Evil games? Yes, I love mm-hmm. that shit, and I love watching streams of that shit, particularly the randomizers. <laughs> oh wait, yeah, I have and seen, like, I have seen this, a couple. Yeah, yeah. I've been watching a guy. My my cousin who I live with is a huge Resident Evil fan, and he watches this streamer called Wolf DNC. Yes, he watches him all the time, and he plays like Resident Evil mods, and they're like he'll go into a room. And there'll be just like six nemesis, and he'll have to fight all six <laughs> like at once. Like super hard mode, yeah. <laughs> I want Wait, that. is this Metal the remake or like OG? No, no, the no this is, these are the mods. Classic. Like OG, like I know he plays two oh, and God. three a lot, but they're modded to where like <laughs> they're just you, you get a knife exceptionally hard. That's you get a knife, terrifying. five shotgun bullets, and there are like liquors down the hall, all down the hallway. <laughs> I would love that for Metal Gear. Yeah, right? I, I want to see. I want to see that. Like, I want to see the the entire route changed, all the rooms different, mm-hmm. different guard patterns, like impossibly yeah. hard boss fights. Like, there's definitely that, players who could complete them, and we just can't make them right now. That guard that like guards the PSG one door and the armory just have one of him in like every armory door. <laughs> God. Now. Speaking of sort of opening the Pandora's box, Nitroid, um, <laughs> I'm sure if anybody's noticed your Twitter feed, you've been taking a lot of requests. Um, you know, we all threw in our shit posts, our selfies, our logos, and stuff like that. Um, what's been your favorite like modification or request so far? I mean, Shane had me put her on a poster. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's wholesome. You, you know the one where the in the engine room, the guards looking with his binoculars out at the poster. Yeah. Yeah, I put Shane on that. She asked if Aww. I could if I could put her on a on a poster somewhere. Although I I do have to um say that I had a lot of fun putting Ricardo on the uh the locker poster <laughs> because you can knock on it. Yeah. Um I don't want to take <laughs> I don't want to take time away from our guest here because Yeah, now I feel no, really no, bad. But but I I'll, I'll be I'll, I'll be quick and I'll sum it up here. Um what I'm trying to do is create a Tom Olson mod so that you can play through the game as Tom. Uh, it's going to take me a bit of time. Uh, I'm going to do a stream showing off the work I've done on MGS 2s uh, 20th anniversary, which is November 13th. And, um, I don't know what time yet. I'm going to, I'm going to probably say that later. So I'll, I'll say that on Twitter, uh, more than likely, but, uh, the goal is to eventually make a mod that I can release that'll, you'll be able to play as Tom Olson through the tanker and through the plant. Uh, it won't change the cutscenes or the audio or anything like that, but there will be a, a ton of Easter eggs through the game. Just texture changes, text changes, uh, things like that. And uh, and then once I have that figured out, I think I'll know enough to make a tutorial and 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 share that t- with people. And then the next step uh, would hopefully be figuring out how to do similar things with uh, MGS3 which I've been able to do some texture edits there, but it's a lot more involved. And because MGS3 doesn't have a PC version, you're reliant on emulation. Uh, so it's not super accessible, and I'm not sure how far I can take that, but we'll see what happens. But that's my that's my uh, two cents on modding. I'm looking forward to the... Uh, I'm looking forward to playing it. And I hope that... Um we're doing an anniversary event uh, with MGSR. We're doing like a full uh, marathon for it. So I'm hoping that I can convince someone to play it. Um, do you know, do the European extreme speed run with that mod. I think that would be really cool. I will. Um, I'm going to put an MGSR. Uh, I'm going to modify all the cardboard boxes in the game for this mod. And so I've, I've already got a Kojima frequency box. I'm going to do a box for the snake soup 
I'm going to do a box for MGSR uh, as well as uh, Shane's podcast. And then I've got a fifth one I got to figure out, but uh, that'll be the goal. I told this to you earlier in the week, dude, but it feels like you are a printing press of MGS right now (laughs) where you're just like the Catholic church, which I guess in this case is the modern community got blown the fuck out. We might want to cut this. I mean, look, look, I'm just some amateur who figured out how to do a couple of tricks. These guys, despite the fact that I wish they would share more, uh, and I think they should, uh, they're the real experts. They know what they're doing. They understand this game far more than I do. So I don't want to detract from from the work that they have done because it is impressive. I just wish they would be a little more open about it. Here, here. Agreed. Well, now, so enough about me. <laughs> well, I have a I have a key question. I have a key question. Will I be able to uh, beat Solidus with a briefcase? Because that sounds awesome. <laughs> yes. 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 Thank you. Well, it looks like you have your first player. <laughs> Already in. Honestly, model swapping, once you figure it out, is not that hard. Um, any model in the game, for the most part, can be uh, you can you can replace Snake or Raiden with them. Uh, I haven't. I'm sure there are, there are exceptions to this, but I haven't found one yet. Yeah, Apache, you were just talking about uh, like the MGSR uh, event that you're doing with that, but aren't, aren't you guys doing an event for Unmetal as well? We've done it. Uh, it's okay, happened. cool. It's in the books. <laughs> yeah. Um, plywood, tell us about the Unmetal event. Yeah, so we did an event called Unmetal Unleashed, which was produced co-produced with the publisher and developers of Unmetal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was an event raising charity for a charity that was near and dear to Fran's heart that uh, he previously was going to do a project for this charity uh, through Kickstarter, but it failed. So this is sort of like bringing it all full circle, which was uh, pretty exciting. Um, and it was a 12 hour event. Basically, if you've ever seen a or heard of Break the Record, uh, it's similar to that where you have a time set or you know, trying to beat world record, and the time set to beat was 50 minutes in-game time, completing the game front to back uh, on easy difficulty, and that time was met, which is very exciting, uh, beaten by Puzan. I think only Puzan beat it uh, during the 12 hours. A, a few of us got close, but uh, it is a hard game, <laughs> for yeah. sure. Um, and... We had developers on. We had some of the voice actors on, which was really fun uh, to hear their uh, back and forth while talking about the game. Very insightful. And just overall, it was just a really exciting event since we got to be on the front page of Twitch. And, uh, you know, it's very rare now for Metal Gear community to have something new that's, you know, in the wheelhouse of Metal Gear. And uh, overall, just super positive to have that versus just like, you know, feeding on the crumbs of rumors and and pain and misery that apparently people just want to like fiend on that all the time. It's like finally just a little treat for us. Yeah, like like we got something just like go over, have a full meal. Don't eat phantom crumbs in the corner like (laughs) Like we're That's good. just another thing I, I really like about MGSR is you guys were so quick to embrace on metal. Yep. Uh, what's it? Oh, I called him what's his face. Oh, my God. Jack of fear. I think <laughs> I hope you pronounced that right. He uh, he was saying nothing but high praises about you guys and how open and welcome you are. He put me in the video game. Of course, it, of course I like him. <laughs> of course, I was nice to him. <laughs> put me in the fucking game. <laughs> no. Um, I, Full disclosure. Un, yeah. Unmetal. Like... Can I tell a really sad story? Yeah, sure, man. All right, so this event was my idea, um, and I had been working on it for weeks. I wasn't the only person. There was a lot of really talented people who put this event together, uh, including the shout out the Lightning Strikes, who literally coded an entire back end for us to just have like multiple runs up on screen and be able to swap them in and out. Like shout out to her because that was fucking amazing. Um, so I was running in the event, I was hosting the event, um, and you know, playing in it as well. I put 200 hours into that game, just just 
practicing and getting good at it because 2D is not my kind of... I don't play any 2D games apart from a bit of Ghost Babble, a bit of Diminished Cap. I don't play any other 2D games. Fuck yeah. So nice it cap. wasn't... It, it, yeah, sick game. Was it wasn't my thing at all. So I'm putting hours and hours and hours into it. Every single day I woke up, if I wasn't playing on metal, I was talking about it. And then two days before the event, I got really, really sick. Like the most sick I have been for years. I was, my stomach was killing. I was throwing up. I know now that I, was, I had food poisoning, but I wasn't sure at the, at the time. Poison. It sounds like you've got food poisoning. Food poisoning is caused by eating poisonous food. And on the day of the event, I hosted the first block and I went to play and I just couldn't carry on. My stomach was killing. I, I, I couldn't sit at my computer anymore. So I had to drop out the event. All, all that work and practicing, I couldn't even play. Ah. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't played the game since. I just feel really sad about it. But, I mean... My whole thought is, I know it's disappointing, but my whole thought of it from my perspective was like, you have done enough. I know you wanted to play, but like Apache was like so pivotal in because he was like our connecting point um, to the developers. So, you know, it's okay to take a break if your if your body can't handle it. We you know we were, were like no people always have this idea. Run. Yeah, people have this concept. Like, I mean, and sure, if you're doing like a a super long speed run, like an RPG, like that is kind of like an Iron Man sort of situation. You know, you have to plan that stuff out, but you know, you gotta, gotta take care of yourself first. Always, 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 always. Life comes first. I think it was just because like, it was, you know, it's, it's never going to happen again. Like it was a very strange occurrence or strange set of events that led to us having, the ability to host that event and like you know week, weeks of planning going into it and like i don't, I don't know I feel, I feel like i missed out on it and it, it, it sucks it's not the worst thing in the world it's just kind of a sad story but it, it just sucks hey you did play for like 20 minutes so you, you are <laughs> in the event you were in in that block <laughs> I think the coolest thing is like how much the voice actors love the game that they just wanted to come and sit in on the event and host and they, they, you know they would ad lib in voice lines from the game and stuff like that. They were you know they making up they were play, they were playing in character on the stream like yeah. you know they, really they just they just volunteered to do that. They're really really cool people. See now you should try to get like David Hayter or any of the other MGS voice actors to do the same thing. I don't know if they would or not, but that would be amazing. I bet they've heard of you, dude. I'm telling you. I considered um, asking a Metal Gear voice actor if they wanted to come my GDQ run, but in the end, I just decided I'd, I'd I'd rather have the I'd rather have the people who kind of like, I, I had Mini Omega King and and, and Jaguar King at, at my GDQ run. They were the people that had, were the reason that I could play that well. You know what I mean? I, in the end, it felt like they were the right people um, over over a Metal Gear voice actor I'm sure would have some fun and people would enjoy listening to it but maybe you know maybe next, maybe next time right yeah it's having snake in your corner I'd want Paul Iden if I was doing MGS2 I'd want Paul Iden yeah <laughs> you were you were giving mine. him shouts out yesterday or today when you were killing Ocelot he was yeah. like you calls the time paradox and you're like shout out to Paul Iden <laughs> <laughs> is that your impression of me? <laughs> Horribly, <laughs> but yes. Replay, replay that one on the edit fingers. That was horrendous. <laughs> I, I wasn't. Sh- I was trying to balance out the baritone with the British accent. It just wasn't happening. I'm. I'm doing an impression of you on the next episode. Please, so you, better be ready. you better be you ready. Is it just going is it on just in here? Be you smoking a blunt? <laughs> Possibly. Okay. I mean, after 200 hours, Apache. Like, what is your take on a metal? Even if you don't really like 2D games, it is really hard. <laughs> it, it, I'm not kidding. Like, version yes. one before they patched it was the most ridiculous game. Yeah, I remember you coming to us like, oh my God. It, it was fucking ruthless, man. Like, they, 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 he programmed the game around hard. He wanted hard to be the legit experience. But when they came to toning down normal and easy to separate it from hard, they missed the mark in a lot of ways, and they were very receptive to changing it. Yeah. By the time it got to version one point oh point six, and I was like, I was like testing it and providing feedback every day. There was quite a lot of other people as well. Um, by the time we got to version one point oh point six, it looked like a completely different game, and it is 
much more representative of of the difficulties are much more distinct from each other now. Um, but the game is still generally pretty hard, and it's a very devastating speedrun. It's to, to speedrun that game. I mean, Ply, Plywood rates it the second hardest two D game if you consider it against all the metal, other Metal Gear games. Mm-hmm. Second hardest. And that first yeah. boss kicked my ass like twelve times. What's the What's the first one? Just Metal Gear. I would say Snake's Revenge, That's just Snake's because Revenge. of how random it is. But huh. I totally am co-signing what Apache said. And I was talking specifically when I made, and that tier list was just for fun. I, you know, I haven't actually played, done all the runs. It's just from my perception of it. But like, the thing that really makes on Metal Hard in a speedrun context, in particular, is that you don't have rations. You have med kits, and med kits are a heal over time. They have to slowly apply to yourself in battle. Mm-hmm. Like that is so rough compared to. I have this insta heal ration that will heal me back to full when my health goes to zero. Yeah. Just just that change alone makes boss fights way more challenging uh compared to like even Ghost Babble, which I find to be a hard game. And if you're playing on very hard in Ghost Babble, it's a totally different calculus. That is also really difficult. But even easy on Unmetal, especially the original patch, like <laughs> the gap between easy and hard was uh not much. <laughs> It's like, oh, dial in a few things. And it's like, a few things? I mean, I've pl- I played on hard casually. And I was like, yep, this feels hard. And then people were playing easy. And they were like, this is easy mode? Qua? So what's the hardest 3D game? Oh, that's that's hard to answer, I suppose. I mean, just it, it depends on through context. Four. Yeah, is that just hard enough to do by itself? It's 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 tricky. God, I could make a joke right that was, now. Uh, that's that's that was the joke for you, Nitro. Just just having to sit through MGS4 <laughs> is the hardest thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's tricky because you know we, in my mind like difficulty when it comes to the speed running is sort of in two categories with Metal Gear. It's like any percent, like just run run your ass through as fast as possible, breaking stuff, whatever, mm-hmm. and then you have like. I'm playing the game, quote unquote, as intended. I'm being stealthy. I'm trying to get big boss or whatever. So, I mean, recently, you know, I, I have to bring this up. Uh, I know Apache will be very excited. I've been running Metal Gear Survive. New game. Yes. That makes me excited. Hell yeah. Um, and New Game Survive. We just Survive. lost like 20 followers. I know. Everyone's <laughs> like, oh my gosh, he brought it up. No, fuck him. He em. brought it up. It's okay. There is now a new, newer Metal Gear game. It's on Metal. Like, go play it. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> new games survive. Like, you have nothing. And you are basically saying, okay, I have an Iron Spear. That's all I need for the rest of the game, basically. <laughs> Shit. It's like and when like, you play Breath of the Wild and it's like, oh, I'll just go out of the plateau and straight to Ganondorf. Like, oh, let's go. You know, yeah, we're, we're going to rock and roll. And... I realize, like, it's interesting, you know, when you're playing Survive casually for all five people who actually stuck through it. The start of it, you're, like, starving, yeah. you're thirsty, you're <laughs> drinking, like, dirty water. But if you know where you're going, it's like, oh, food, food and water is not the problem. It's the fact that, like, a wanderer kills you in, like, four hits. Yeah. <laughs> like, they'll just, crowd, they'll just crowd on you and do BS moves that, like, they have, like, crazy rage on, and you do that for three hours. Like, try not to die, because you're always at threat of dying. Survive is such an yeah. odd game. You know, a lot of people write it off, and to be fair, it is kind of a, you know, I'd, I'd give it, like, a 6 out of 10 max, because there's a lot of balance issues and, and, and just uh, quality of life stuff in it that really really needs uh, a little more attention let's say um but there's also a lot more going on under the hood in that game than people expect Mm -hmm. um the base building in that is far more complex than what we got in mgsv yeah and i think you the healing system is like a lot more like integrated too than mgs3 just the like the ease of it i don't know it's just it's simple to do in that game yeah, I mean, you you always do feel like you're on the verge of dying. And I mean, that can be an annoying gameplay loop for a lot of people. But uh, mixed with with that style of gameplay, I mean, there, there's a good time to be had there if you're willing to look past the shortcomings. 
Yeah, especially in multiplayer, because that's where yeah. we've definitely had a ton of fun. God. We got to do that again. Yeah. All four maps, baby, or five. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but there's um, another thing the modding community needs to get on. It'll never happen, but yeah, <laughs> but well, getting some more maps would be great. Well, we're just we'll like get, uh, making a server for when they shut it off. Oh god, let's throw in some more creatures too. Like let's throw in like Gear Rex and shit. Like oh my god, throwing a bunch of stuff. Save Metal Gear Survive. Uh, honestly, is that going to be a thing? Yeah, I, four I, people I, sign the survey. I, I'm going whatever. to. Uh, and hopefully people can hold me to this. If if and when Konami's like, all right, we're shutting down Survive, I will be out there. I'll probably make a video. I'm going to eulogize that game because, yes, I know it is. It is. Ba- I, I totally agree. It's like a six out of ten game, but it's yeah. a complete guilty pleasure of mine. Like, oh, I love it. People have completely like ridden off that game, even though fundamentally there's a lot of fun things in the game it's just there's a lot of bs and you yeah. know it was clearly a budget title etc cetera, etc cetera. but i mean if that game goes away it's like you lose a piece of metal gear i don't right. care you lose a piece of it yeah so and let's be honest had kojima been at konami and the drama hadn't happened and this exact game had come out people would have raved about it yep <laughs> Listen, yeah. like I like a game called Spawn in the Demon's Hand, right? It's on the Dreamcast. It's an arcade port, and you play through different levels and you fight bosses. It's the characters from Spawn. It's got lots <gasps> of issues, camera issues. That it's janky as fuck, right? I, it's like a six out of ten, but I really love it. Now, if they called this game Metal Gear Spawn in the Demon's Hand, I would fully <laughs> expect people to shit on it. <laughs> It wasn't any type of typical Metal Gear experience, so everybody was like, "What yeah. the fuck?" So I, uh, I didn't realize that you're a Todd McFarlane fan. Yeah, Got big fan. Yeah, holy shit, my favorite dude. Holy shit, this is a revelation. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I, I've never, I really want to play multiplayer with you guys um, because stripping away the whole Metal Gear and controversy, it just looks like you know a mid tier game that you find on Steam for ten bucks and you say, Hey guys, this is yeah. this looks like a fun, let's get drunk and I mean, survive. Mechanically yeah. mechanically it's pretty fun. Like the combat, especially once you level up and learn a couple moves, like just like the running attack and stuff like that. It's like you, you just have to unlock that a little bit later Every on. Every single negative review video i saw about that game basically just showed the reviewer using the spear and nothing else and saying if, all you do it, is poke stuff yeah it felt like they played like, only the first hour pretty much yeah yeah, and they yeah were like, good job and just didn't do anymore but it, it gets deeper as you go it would be like someone reviewing minecraft and saying you know i hate this game you have to punch trees and it takes forever and okay build an axe look you just need to get a pot to boil water. I promise you the game, it gets better. You just need the pot. So you're not drinking dirty water. And not too much better. To t- let's, let's, let's not, <laughs> well, you know, you know that, oversell that, that, it here. Okay. But here's the thing. Like, I feel like a lot of people just, they played like the first hour and the first hour is so punishing. And then yeah. it's just like, Oh, I can't I can't do this. I, I can't even this game has not sold me, you know, and it's just you need a few things and it's like, OK, you know, now I'm I feel like I actually have an ability to survive. It reminds me a lot of Metal Gear Acid in terms of how punishing and difficult it is to get your head around at first. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's such a shame that it didn't do better because the team at Konami that makes the Metal Gear games. Um, and, and, you know, most of the developers who have worked on Metal Gear over the past 20 years are still there. They did not all leave with Kojima. Um, but this is a team that always seems to do better on the second pass yep. when they figure out where their mistakes were. Compare Metal Gear Acid to Metal Gear Acid 2, Metal Gear Online to Metal Gear Online 2, Zone of the Enders to Zone of the Enders 2, Portable Ops to Peace Walker, so on, right? Um, had they been able to make another survive game, they probably would have ironed out most of these problems and it would have been a blast. Um, marketing and bad timing is their worst enemy when it comes to yeah. how this game yep. did. And, you know, I, I kind of wonder if they should have sold it as an expansion to MGO3 instead of a standalone thing. Because most of the hate for this game comes from people who assume that it's like a sequel 
and part of the story. Or canon at all. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing. They're very clear about it. And, and uh, yeah, it just... Are, are you saying that they shouldn't have wrote Metal Gear on it? Because you're right, they shouldn't <laughs> have. That's all they had to do. That's Honestly, I think the game would have been way more successful if they didn't write... Me- they I could mean, have wrote from the same people who made Metal Gear. Portal. Here's something there's completely wormholes. fucking yeah, different. I don't know. From the I mean, Fox engine. There's wormholes in the Phantom Pain, though. I'm the guy who wants Metal Gear Kart, you know? Like, do the weird stuff. Bring it but in Konami, on. they can still put Metal Gear shit in it. They put Metal Gear shit in Bomberman. Like, they can do what they want. The snakes in Smash. The, the floodgates are open. The game was poisoned from the start, and that's, you know, if people are having that perception, the game is just not going to be successful. It was kind of wrong place, wrong time in yep. a lot of ways. But I totally agree with you that they always do it better on the second pass. And, like, Acid 2... Like Acid One Walk, so Acid Two could fly. Acid Two is such a fun game, and you you compare it to Acid One personally, it's like, man, this is clearly a launch title, first draft kind of game, just because of how sluggish everything feels compared to A Two, where they cleaned up the HUD and they cleaned up all these things. And Survive has a lot of those kinds of feelings of, man, why didn't you have single player co op and Wow, like, oh, why wow. are there only yeah, five been, maps for multiplayer? That would have been amazing, single-player co-op for that game. That would have helped out so much. And why yep. does it take me an hour to harvest water from the lake? Or it take an hour to get through all the goddamn tutorials, like, just, like, mm-hmm. sifting through that menu part. Yeah, there, there's there's parts. It's not a perfect game for sure, but I definitely had more fun with it than, you know, just... I, I, I dropped, like, probably more than 200 hours in that game just in the multiplayer, just having fun. So. I mean, there's something satisfying about calling the Shagohod. All right, good. I did not get eaten by the wolves. I didn't get by eaten by the wolves here when I brought up. <laughs> I know. Like, ten, 10 minutes of talking about survive. Oh, God. I no, need to get the flame retardant. Yeah. But, God, can you imagine if after all these rumors the whole fucking year and they're sitting there and the Konami has a fucking presentation, it's survive fucking two? <laughs> There's a handful of us that'll be like, yes. Finally, you'll fix these problems. I'm, I'm one I'm, finger in that handful right there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still yeah. holding out for Acid 3, but that's never going to happen. That would be happen. awesome, too. Or, or Rising 2. I I'll take a Rising 2 for sure. I'll take yeah. a Rising 2. Acid yeah. 2 sold like eight copies. Yep. I can't work out why they haven't made Rising 2. It, I, I don't get it. Like Rising sold really well. Every, loads of people love Ryzen. People think it's great. I, I don't personally. I think it's trash. But like, <laughs> there is the, the game sold well. Just make another one. Like, oh, that was a fun action game. Like, I just I, that was another game that I kind of disassociated from like Metal Gear and was just like, all right, it's a cool action game. I'll have fun with that. And Survive was just like, all right, this is a cool zombie horde tower defense game. All right, cool. I mean, Kojima was pushing for Rising 2. He even, like, pitched an idea to Platinum and said, you know, hey, make it a, a Gray Fox game where he's fighting nanomachine zombies, which, incidentally, is what you fight in Survive. You know, just, just, just saying. Maybe Survive was Rising 2 the whole time. Wow. I never thought of that. That's going to make people mad. <laughs> <laughs> The rules of nature. You got Someone is like furiously like, I'm going to tell him what I (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) No, it uh, is weird, though. It's crazy how we went from Unmetal to Survive. I feel like... (laughs) Uh, That's why you brought me on, right? Yeah, we just wanted to talk about Survive. No, um... I mean, does anybody else have anything to say about Unmetal before we move on? Like, I, I, I still haven't beaten it, so I, you know, I, I, I want to stream the ending for my my viewers. Um, but I think it, I, I really enjoy it. It's really fucking hard. Um, there are some parts that are a little oppressive, um, but I'm enjoying it. I don't know how much I'd feel about a second run through though, because I feel like a lot of the comedic elements, the subversive elements. Um, they might not hit as well, or they might not have that same like effect the second way through. But gameplay wise, you know, I might be interested in, in giving it another run through. That, that's exactly what I said about it, and I'm not going to spoil anything. But like be, the nature of the jokes, the nature of the comedy in the game means you play it once and then you're in on the joke, and you can't. I don't think it has like a replayable story. I think the gameplay is. It has a lot of replayability. Obviously, I've played, I've completed the game hundreds of times—not hundreds of times, but 
a lot. Um, like, I, I, I don't think the replayability is in the story. I think it's in the collectibles and the achievements and the challenges. And I, I hope they make a second one. I really do hope they make another one. We need um, Unmetal Integral with, you know, VR missions. And maybe an editor. This this game would would kill with VR. It would be so good because the guns, uh, the weapons feel great. The movement feels great. Like, just give us some stages and some timers, man. That would be so fun. Or or put a level editor in if that's possible. Hell yeah. Like, a lot of people say the... Um shooting range like target boss is like really fun and you could do stuff like that in a vr setting or have like a score attack of like you know turning and shooting targets like i i totally can see it but i i i would love to see an unmetal too there are things that bother me about the game i have quibbles and i feel like the story being kind of like it is entertaining and amusing the first time around but like there's very few people you call on the radio. Like mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of the antagonist. Uh, just kind of find him annoying. Uh, stuff like that. With a little bit more expansion, it would be so cool to have like more weapons and you know more more going on in the story aside from the neat framing device. But I found it very entertaining. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like a comedy movie, like where it's like, yeah, just the first run through is going to get like the good laughs out of you. And then, you know, then you kind of just see the jokes coming. You're like, yeah, OK, I get it. I need a big Lebowski on metal. Yeah. That, like, <laughs> even if I watch it again, I'm still <laughs> laughing and smiling. And, you know, you you, pl- you come with the jokes and you're like, yeah, I love this part. This part still makes me laugh. So the reason why I have I'm going to I'm going to give myself an excuse is the reason why I have played it but not beaten it. Is because I've been doing a lot of reading myself, um, a lot of technical reading for my job. But a little man named Kojima came in and threw a book my way to get between all of my pr- programming books, and and it's about reading books actually. And and I've been really enjoying it, even though I'm not quite finished yet. Uh, I, I didn't realize that the boss was inspired by uh, Ginny the cat, the kitty cat, which was I don't want to spoil too much, but that was the highlight of my reading so far. <laughs> Yeah, I did start it. I, I read through the intro. I have read the intro. Yeah. Kojima starts a book like, let me tell y'all about books. <laughs> I, I, it, it's easy to make fun of it. Like, oh, you no, know, I, it's just him doing books. But the, I like the concept of just like. No, I, you know, I know. I'm just being a smart ass. Like, I'm, 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 I'm being a book nerd right now. I'm sorry. It's, it's just it's clashing with us or we're clashing with this. Um, but the whole concept of it, if, if you guys aren't, if readers aren't familiar is it's not just the list of books, but it's effectively an, uh, an idea of, you know, learning experiences through media, particularly the medium of books and the medium, the act of discovering reading, um, as opposed to, you know, um, just kind of taking in information as it comes into you. At least that's how I interpreted it. Yeah, and the fact of like actually going to the bookstore physically too to like find a book too. I thought that was kind of interesting. Right. And all every he always provides like context as to why he selected this book. Even if, you know, and sometimes that context has nothing to do with Metal Gear. It just relates to his experience. Like there's one story um, in particular, I forget the book name, and I'm not going to go too far ahead because um, I don't want to. I don't know how you could spoil this, but I don't want to spoil it. Um, he talks about his relationship with his son and how he used a specific detective book to improve it because he had no idea how to be a father figure because he didn't have a father figure because his father died at 13. Um, and it, it, it sort of reminds me of, you know, like the connections I have with mediums. Like, you know, I have playlists, songs that remind me of, 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 you know, these certain time periods or these experiences. And, and he's showing us how, how to do that with books. So I thought that was cool. And I thought it was an interesting juxtaposition to um, sort of the concept of the VR warrior um, and Metal Gear, you know. Uh, let me see if I can try to explain this. And I, I know I've been rambling a lot, so I do apologize. Um, but what I'm sort of referring to is, you know, a Metal Gear 1 or 2, you know, I think there was a big emphasis on, like, organic experiences. Um, 
and, and not, you know, just like simulating experiences and learning things firsthand. And it's an interesting juxtaposition from him saying, you know, you can live other lives and you can, you can understand other people just by reading. Like, I know there's a clear difference between like VR military simulation and books, but I don't know. I thought that was an interesting juxtaposition. I know this isn't Metal Gear Book Club, so I'll stop talking. Oh, it's the consumer frequency. You're fine. It reminds me, I'm not uh, a huge book nerd. You know, I, I don't read anywhere near as much as Kojima probably does. Just a regular nerd. I'm just a regular nerd, yeah. Um, but Garden the closest, ex- <laughs> right. The closest, I'm just sitting over here modding MGS2 like a normie. Yeah. You know? There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it reminds me a little bit, uh, like the closest experience that I can relate to that is going to like blockbuster video and walking through the aisles and looking for a movie to watch. Yeah. You know, it's somewhat analogous. Yeah, um, just looking at the covers and stuff. Yeah. And just like, yeah. Picking one out. Yeah. Incidentally, that's kind of how I got into anime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I found some interesting ones at blockbuster before people knew what, what <laughs> before was the in 18 those. And in the section was up yeah. yeah. <laughs> Akira. What? <laughs> Then I started seeing some, like, Dragon Ball Z and shit. Like, I don't know, that got, like, really popular in, like, fifth or sixth grade. Because that hit uh, Cartoon Network at that point. That's when it was, like, it was all over at that point. Oh, God, yeah, with Toonami? Yeah. Yeah. Sailor Moon at 3.30. Dragon Ball Z at 4. I never missed it. That was pretty much how I really got introduced to anime was, like, Adult Swim and Toonami and... I think that was honestly a fantastic entry point. Yeah, they did a good job. Oh, I discovered, actually, browsing through a Sam Goodies in the 90s, I discovered the the Tonami Tonami soundtrack. (laughs) Oh, fuck yeah. And yeah, that was... What is that? It's it's I'll send you a copy of it. It's called Deep Space Bass Bass. It's it's all of the you know how they have those intro songs? Yeah, those were all before awesome. the anime. It's just an album of those. Oh, oh dude. sick. I wanna um, I wanna hear this. That sounds yeah, great. <laughs> but again, you know, I was just browsing through a Sam Goody. Um a few zoomers don't know what that is. It's where they sold music <laughs> on physical disc. Um we used to listen to music on physical disc that were like CDs that were like circles. Anyways, um, I was just walking around looking at albums and I saw that album and Kojima mentions like sometimes you just you just find something that you immediately connects to you. And then sometimes, you know, you just, you know, it's just a coincidence that you find something. But this was definitely a fuck. Yeah, this is this is hitting me good. Like you immediately Uh, knew you had to have it. Yeah, this was that that end of the spectrum. You know, uh, my wife was actually briefly on Toonami. Ooh. I kid you not, because she sent in some fan art as a kid, and it got on. Nice. Hell yeah. And I just wanted to bra- brag about that, so <coughs> there you go. <laughs> it's good. It's good brag. It was. It's some pretty wicked DBZ art. It's, Unfortunately, that's... they don't send it back, though. Uh, <laughs> it goes into the tsunami void of space. Yeah. Somewhere Tom is just holding on to it. Just a pile of fan art. It's got a binder. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have not read any of this book, but I'm very happy that Kojima, I hope he writes more books because it feels like a medium that suits him really well. I mean, he's done tons of interviews. Yeah. And of course, he's written tons of games. But, you know, as far as like his perspective, people psychoanalyze and like, you know, pick apart all of his games to an insane degree. Just his trailers, people will speculate yeah. wildly about it. And look, like, if you want to learn about his method and how he approaches things and his mindset, you know, if he writes more books um, in his twilight years. That, yeah, that would be a book worth reading. Like, that. It's like, well, let me tell you about my career. And of course, you know, you know, memoirs and stuff like that, you know, the factual nature of it can get a little bit hazy because you're talking about memory and, you know, you're, you know, analyzing your career at the end rather than near the beginning. But at the same time, like that's the kind of stuff in terms of legacy that 
is way more valuable than I have reacted to the Death Stranding trailer and here are my thoughts and impressions. <laughs> yeah. So what I'm hearing is this book is part of the MGSV ruse. Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> that joke landed chapter, so flat. Ch- ch- chapter three incoming. <laughs> oh God, is there a chapter three in the book? Hold on. <laughs> they skip would... chapter three. There is no chapter three. Fuck, it goes from chapter two to chapter four. Fuck. No, there's a part one and a part two. Okay. It would break my heart if he was at a book signing and some dipshit came up to him asking about a remake or chapter three. Yeah. God. I mean, he doesn't really come to showings anymore, so I kind of have to. I mean, yeah, we sort of had a pandemic, too, but uh, he does seem to be less public these days. Can't he just wants to be him. left alone in certain respects because yeah. you know, he can't he can't dodge things uh, that people are just going to ask him constantly, like the general fan base, because like they have not been able to let go because they can't control and themselves. Yeah. It's no. so weird, though, because like when I became a fan, he was not known at all, you know. And he has gone from just this quirky developer who only a few people know about for making a, a couple of cult hits to this, you know, this celebrity. Right. It's it's really strange to have seen that progression. Yeah, you really don't see too many like other celebrities in other fields like freak out when some game dev tweets right. their shit, you know? Like they're like, "Oh my god, Kojima-san." Like, you know, you just see like the respect you know, that it, that he carries yeah. with yeah. with other people. It's like a musician who's gotten big, you know? It's like, "Yeah, yeah. I, I used to listen to them playing in their garage and now they're selling out auditoriums." Like, what the hell? I love it. I love that he's a fucking rock star. I think I think it's so cool. Every time he does shit like modeling glasses and stuff like that, I fucking love it. Dude, dude, I want those. Did you guys see those like shade things he had on his glasses? You just plug those bitches in. If I could save money on prescription sunglasses, I would buy those. He's fashion forward and and saving money. <laughs> you ain't gonna save money buying that uh, fucking Jeffrey brand. Jesus. Oh Christ. no, not that. No. <laughs> Those glasses are the most fucking 1999 The Matrix things I have ever seen in my life. But they're so convenient. You you would only look cool wearing those if you are Hideo Kojima. No one else can pull them off. Clip on sunglasses. Yeah, he does pull off some shit that no one else can, like that goddamn (laughs) Skywalker robe that he was wearing the other day. All right, all the Jedi jokes. Skywalker robe (laughs) in the liminal space. He's like, I have become... Yoda. <laughs> Why no. did you say that in Butthead's voice? <laughs> I don't know. But that's definitely what I did. <laughs> Some things are just completely unexplainable. They just happen. And you just have to <sighs> feel it, you know? That's the present moment, all right? But I gotta say, though, like, if he's so fashion-forward, why is my mom not fashion-forward using clip-on sunglasses <laughs> on her prescriptions to save money? I mean, Well, next episode, we're definitely gonna be talking about this book, because uh, it's gonna take me a while to get through it. Yeah, yeah literally so, making again. me do homework. I can't believe yep. this shit. No I gotta book write report. a fucking book report. Look, dude, I used, I, I'm really sorry for going off like that. I was the kid in school who got in trouble for reading ahead of the book. And spoiling it. Why for would you else. get in trouble for that? Because teachers are dipshits, man. I don't know. Yeah, I did have that happen too. You're going above and beyond. How dare what you, you read outside of school like, hours? Like, because they wanted to say, like, because we have to tell you our interpretation of it, and you might yep. misinterpret it. And I was like, yo, what the fuck? Why are we reading? And what's the point like, of reading? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's kind of not what, what Kojima would have wanted. I think what's cool about that is like that is kind of what Kojima talked about. He was like, "You might read a book and you might think it's a stinker, you know, and I might or I might think this is a hit." And he's kind of saying like the way that he does his game design, like he kind of picks apart the couple of things that he thought, like you know, he's like those one out of ten hits. He's like, "Let's take from those and kind of yeah, look, you know, the approach there." Well, I thought that was kind of cool. Well, on the subject of hits, uh. I would be remiss if I didn't mention this. He, uh, you know how he's always showing off books that he buys or media or gifts or that he gets and everything, right? Yeah. Um, well, he recently got a book 
on a recommendation and it's my it's one of my favorite books it's called blind sight yeah you recommended that to me i i bought it and i started reading i got about a chapter in it's 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 good yeah it's a hard read yeah um it's it's you know if if we're talking the hardness scale of sci-fi here this is like straight fucking diamond uh i mean the guy who wrote it uh majored in marine biology so i mean he's not screwing around and he tries to bring real science into everything he writes and uh this book in particular is one of the most terrifying things I have ever read in my life. Uh, like I had to put it down at one point. It freaked me out so bad. And I've, I've never had that experience reading a book before. <laughs> and Kojima um, has now read it or is reading currently reading yeah, it. And we're probably we are, fucked. <laughs> yeah. If, if, if you've read this book, then these are not ideas that you want Kojima to have. <laughs> Cause he may run with them. Um, but I, I do recommend anybody out there who's interested in, in science fiction uh, to read Blind Sight. Uh, it's, it's a hell of a book. It, it uh, is sort of a, an analysis or an exploration of uh, the nature of consciousness. Um, and it, it goes a lot of scary places. But, but it, is a, it is a bit of a difficult read. Um, but once it gets going, man, uh, it'll, it'll, it'll scare the hell out of you. And that's by uh, Peter Watts, right? Yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> God damn it! I just looked at the notes, motherfucker. All right, Tywood, we appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, <laughs> if people want to fo- uh, find you on Twitter and stuff, uh, and they want to follow you, where can they find you at? Yeah, so on Twitter, I'm at Plywood Gaming, and on Twitch, when I stream on Twitch, I'm twitch.tv forward slash plywood underscore until further notice because uh the underscore is a concession not 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 the desired outcome um but that's where you can find me and you can also find me primarily in the mgsr discord as well and you know obviously uh we already got a mgsr person on here so you don't need to hear me say too much about that but Got yeah. a man on the inside. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like the speed run power on this. You know, if you added one more person who's a speed runner in this, <laughs> yeah, I would podcast, have fucking majority. Like, We'd be fucked. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you'd be. It would start flipping on its head, and you don't know what kind this is of the speed like, run frequency. Yep. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I come on if we start talking about <laughs> you know what with you know who. So like, like Kojima you don't know any percent. <laughs> yeah. Five five minute podcast. Let's go. Boom. <laughs> yeah, you just have to edit it all into chipmunk voice very fast. I know, do that. It's like, there you go. <laughs>